I didn't. Oh, we share a birthday. Lakeith? Me and Lakeith. Ooh. No way. Look at you. And look at you. You might as well just be called Lakeith Reed. Lakeith Le- 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 Reed. Stan Reed. Lakeith Le- Lead. Lakeith Le- yeah. Reedfield. Um, <laughs> the Keith Reedfield. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. And I'm Dom. We are here without Jesse today. And so to fill in for his usual explosion of big dad energy, this is big Oscar big energy. Oscar energy. We're here talking the 2021 Academy Awards, the 93rd Academy Awards. Woo-woo-woo. Yeah, it was pretty exciting. We all just finished watching it live, which is not something that most of us usually do, which is watch live TV. We are not that generation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, Mike, how do you feel tuning into a live broadcast on your television and having to sit through commercials? You know, the first commercial felt really fun. Second one felt a little fun. And then I was like, wow, commercials are, are pretty neat. I feel like there's a lot of like Oscar winning commercials in here right now. Like there was a Google commercial that I definitely think will be in, you know, could be in next year's uh, Oscar race. Yeah, the new, the new category of uh, best commercial. Or best, best achievement commercial, in yeah. commercialing. Best, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Rolex commercial, I feel like the Rolex commercial didn't quite like, didn't quite make it. They were close to hitting home, but there was like a final, a final loop they had to make. They didn't quite meet. I mean, for, I don't think it's it an, make it. I don't think the Rolex commercial is an Oscar worthy commercial, but it's certainly an Oscar bait commercial. I mean, they, they got, like, they, they, had they, in there. There they crammed in as many <laughs> Oscar things as they possibly could. So yeah. hats off to them. They're going to win next year for sure. <laughs> they, they never, they never actually had someone wearing a Rolex. They just had like it ends with a picture of uh, of Martin Scorsese, and it's like he might have a watch on, he might not. We don't know. We don't I was know. really sure, troubled yeah. by the shot of young Scorsese, and then just the abrupt, really old Scorsese accepting his award. I was like, oh, are you, so you're showing the passage of time aging like Martin Scorsese? Are they saying that Scorsese is aging like a Rolex? Because are in they, that case, I'm kind of on board with it. He looks fantastic for a man his age. Yeah, I guess so. And that would also mean that hopefully he won't die anytime soon. I would. I don't know. It would be really bad form if he died tomorrow. <laughs> it would really tank that whole campaign. <laughs> yeah, man. That would be, be something else. Let's not. Let's not. And let's also move on from uh, facetious, awful commercialism uh, into maybe something surrounding this. So what we're going to do with this show is we're going to start from the outside and work our way in. The... Oscars themselves had a very non-traditional sort of structure this year. And I think that um, it might be served in a nice conversation if we start with those that are sort of maybe we care about a little bit less or maybe we have a few less opinions on because we've seen fewer of the movies and then sort of move in from there. But a question Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask first is of the three trailers that we saw this evening between West Side Story, In the Heights and Questlove's uh, new documentary that's going to be coming out on Hulu, what... What is your level of excitement for these? Like when you saw West Side Story, did you get amped? I mean, I actually was gone for the Questlove thing. Oh. I didn't even know that was a thing. Oh yeah. But of the other two, they're both musicals and they both look really really exciting and they both have a lot of talent behind them and I was already excited for both of them. I have to say though, I'm a little bit more excited for In the Heights. I think that one is just it just looks so exciting and so full of life. 
and I don't have like a super strong connection to West Side Story anyway. So yeah, In the Heights, very, very excited. That's cool. I, I, I was definitely like, In the Heights looks really cool to me, but I don't really have like a strong connection to West Side Story other than knowing a lot of people who love it a lot. Um, I don't really love it a lot. I think it's fun or whatever. But but watching the trailer for it, I was I was stoked, man. I was so stoked. Like I'm I'm so excited for that coming out and, and being able to go see that on the big screen. Yeah, too. it's really it's really nice and reassuring to know that there are a lot of big movies coming out this year. Yeah. Because yeah, sure. last year we had like Wonder Woman and Tenet, and that was about it. Yeah. <laughs> Those were the only big movies we got. And I saw neither of them in theaters. I still have an unbroken streak from Rise of Skywalker <laughs> onwards. I hope that can end here very soon. Maybe In the Heights will be the good one to, mm-hmm. to bring me back in. Yeah. 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 Um, I feel like it's going to be, it's kind of a little too bad that it's going to be those two, those two are going to go up against each other next year. I mean, probably across all categories, right? Yeah. yeah pretty much. Yeah. I, I think, I think so. I guess we'll just see how well the transition In the Heights makes from Broadway to the, the, you know, the silver screen, because we know West Side Story can know, do yeah. it. And that's actually something I remarked upon because Dominic and I watched the Oscars together. And after that trailer was over and it was very exciting. And, but I do love West Side Story, the original movie. So, so very much. Um, I have a deep, deep, deep attachment to it. I've had it in my life for a long time. And watching this trailer, I was like, oh yeah, I mean, it looks a little grittier. Like we're seeing some guns and there's some dirt and it looks a little bit more intense. I was kind of going, yeah, it's just, it's West Side Story. I mean, I've, I've seen this three-hour movie several times, yeah. like five or six times. I wonder what this is going to bring that will make me spending another two and a half to three hours like mm-hmm. worth it. Yeah, I did think the the cinematography on, for just from what I saw in the trailer, looks like it's going to be absolutely stunning. Yeah. And I wasn't really expecting that because the last, you know, four or five Spielberg movies that I've seen, they've all looked fine, but I wasn't like super blown away. Um yeah, Ready, Pl- Ready Player ones, yeah. One was like the last time that he really like put forth a lot of work into mm-hmm. something that was supposed to look really nice. And I and I guess mm-hmm. on a very technical level, it does it mm-hmm. does do that. It's mm-hmm. just everything that it is inside the frame is disgusting to me. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, uh, also I do I am going to check out Questlove's documentary, Summer of Soul. I yeah, think it's called. Yeah, I'm I'm I am excited to see that. That looks really cool. Um, I didn't know anything. I didn't know it was happening until until watching this, and so that yeah. that makes me excited. Until he's standing behind his cool little turntable with his with his Mac with like all the stickers on it, and he's like, "Hey, everyone, I'm actually working on a movie myself." And you're like, "Oh shit, Questlove! All right, let's see your thing." I thought he did a really fun job, like just queuing up different music and stopping it and starting it at different times. Like it it yeah. it felt very much like Grandmaster Flash. I loved the energy he gave to the show. It also kind of felt like being at a party where like the DJ is all of a sudden like, oh, by the way, I'm also like into this thing that you do. You should check it out. And like they hand you a like a little card or whatever. It kind of felt a little like that. And he like he it seemed like he set it up that way. He's like, also, you know, (laughs) but it's like this this, this, is a serious thing. And it's definitely like, yeah, you know, nice, uh, tasteful plug, I guess. Yeah, Yeah. it really was. Yeah. Like. He's, he says, yes, I'll come MC your, your shit for you, but um, you got to throw up my trailer, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I liked, I just liked how the whole show kind of felt a little bit more, um, I know it drove you, Dominic, a little insane, but I yeah, love, well, I love the should, fact should, yeah, we'll talk about that, later. that it was all handheld and I liked how intimate it all <laughs> felt. And 
I guess kind of coming into our, our first category, uh, we're working off the, the ordering of the list is the same order as the one that's on Wikipedia for the 93rd Academy Awards, because it kind of just makes sense to me to start at the bottom of the list and go up. Yeah. So and just because this is not the order that the awards were presented in, no. which I also have problems with. And I'm so, I, I'm very confused about the order. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. very confusing. It, they, it's, it's clear, like right at the heart of the show, they lumped in a bunch of stuff that they knew they had to, they had to do. That's usually like, that's when you have your, your shorts, when you have your documentary and they just, they smushed it right in the middle and then bookended it with everything that people are usually kind of interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, we are going to start with best visual effects and the show actually opened with best original screenplay, yeah. which is uh, really wild <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to just write out the gate uh, to say, but no spoilers on that if you haven't looked it up already, but best visual effects went to Tenet hey. and it was against Love and Monsters, The Midnight Sky, Mulan, and the one and only Ivan. Out of these, Tenet is the only one at the time of this recording that I have seen. Same. Yeah. And I would like to report that all of us predicted slash liked this as the, as the winner for visual effects as well. So we are, uh, we, we know things guys. I'm so happy that in this category, <laughs> the only one I saw is the one I picked, and it's the one that won. Yep. Yeah, fantastic. So totally. so yeah, great. one for one for one. Yeah. I, I'm I uh, I really wanted to see Love and Monsters, but it I just I just would not pony up that twenty dollars, and then I stopped checking to see if it was twenty dollars. So I kind of wanted to see The Midnight Sky because I'm always down for a visually amazing space movie. You know, there's Gravity, there's Interstellar, there's Martian, uh, even Ad Astra is gorgeous to look at, and it was on my it was on my list, but I just didn't get around to it. Maybe I will. What did, what did you miss here? Were were you holding out for um, the one and only Ivan, Mike? Is that the Dude, one that you I don't really... even I, I don't even know. I, the Midnight Sky looked interesting to me because like of the visual effects. Um, Mulan looked like it would be pretty, but I I never got around to seeing it either. Um, it's like the thirty dollars. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Is it still? I think I I think you can no. stream it now. No, not anymore. No, I mean, you can stream it. Now. I just haven't, and there was like there's a lot of stuff around it too. I don't know. Yeah, because we actually just so listeners know, we actually discussed that being the one to end our Disney classics and remake series that Ooh. we did just forever ago. Yeah. Uh, right when that was coming out, and then we decided not to because of the money. <laughs> we're just we're just <laughs> starting out, and this is supposed to be like our second little series of episodes after our original Spider Man. And we didn't even know if we weren't going to like keep doing this for a long time. And we're like, oh, let's just pick the ones that are just streaming. That'll be simpler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll circle around to it. All I heard about that Mulan movie is that it was basically the same as the original, but without any of the fun stuff. No Mushu, no songs. Yeah. And I'm fine with no Mushu, no songs, the dragon, but they right? didn't. Yeah. Yeah. They just like didn't do, apparently, uh, I don't know. Apparently they just didn't do anything interesting with it. It's just the same movie without Mushu, no songs. We'll, we'll check. We'll check back in. Mushu, Mushu, and the songs were the reason that I really attached myself to it as a kid, and yeah. it's it's still my mother's favorite um, Disney animated movie. So we'll do it sometime. Cool. Sometime. Yeah. But Tenet, like happy at one, looked good, really cool. Despite the mixed feelings on this pod, um, Jesse, I know you're out there listening. Uh, <laughs> the despite the mixed feelings, I think we can all agree it looked fantastic yes. when they did the explodey explodes. It's it's very visually effective. I'll, I'll yeah. say that. Yeah. Well, it's a very cool terrible too. The, the, um, the, uh, the guy who accepted the award, I don't know which one of the many people who worked on, on it, it was. That was, but that was Scott R. Fisher, I believe. That was Scott R. Fisher. Well, he, he said that his dad had uh, received the same award 
yeah. before before he had which is really cool like that's an yeah. awesome i had no idea i don't know what yeah. his dad won it for yeah i looked up i, I looked up his dad did. and his dad worked on titanic and won the oh, award in 1997 yeah okay that's pretty fun yeah he, cool. he also is credited as having worked on it himself gotcha so, that's cool wow all right next up we have uh best film editing so sound of metal one uh by Mikkel. <laughs> Sound of Metal by Mikkel E.G. Nielsen. Also, The Father by Yorgos Lampernoche was nominated, as well as Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, Chloe Zhao, Zhao yep. Promising Young Woman, Frederick Toroval, and Trial of Chicago 7, Alan Baumgarten. Um, very happy Sound of Metal wins here. It was beautifully edited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Also very I happy have to about report, we, we were all correct again. We are two for two, guys. We should start like yeah. like putting out predictions, taking bets <laughs> or something. Like Go to Vegas with this. <laughs> yeah i think yeah we all either predicted or wanted this one to win yeah yeah so good for us the editing is is fantastic and for me it was it was a close-up between this and and the father because the father is a movie that's made on its editing mm-hmm. and it i think it carried it yeah. out really really well but yeah. um any thoughts on on the editing in any of these i, I, mean, I mean i think they were all good man promising young woman i would have said like that would be my second favorite pick mm-hmm. for for editing as well but yeah I know we're not like, I mean, we, you guys are not a huge fan of Chicago 7, but I did think like if anything stands out to me, it's the acting and the editing. I just remember like it being very, I, I remember it being well-paced and I remember really being excited by it. So if that had won, I would have been fine with it, but. That's fair. I mean, it, it, it is, the pace of it is very good. I just think that after the first 20 minutes, it, we really hit like a weird wall. Mm. with the movie yeah. and then it kind of starts and stops at weird times but the overall grand narrative is uh, it works pretty well it does yeah. want to keep going forward mm-hmm. and then they're just like scenes like the opening scene which is just like perfectly edited yeah yeah yeah, yeah the, the opening scene is perfectly edited I, I would agree with that nomadland good editing i i yeah good editing a little slow but um that's just the sort of movie it was. And you can listen back to our Nomadland episode if you want to hear more about that. And we'll discuss that a little yeah. bit more. Um, best costume design went to Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and Roth. Also nominated was Emma for by Alexandra Byrne, Mank, Trish, Somerville, Mulan, Bina. I'm going to butcher this one. Daigler yeah. and Pinocchio Massimo Cantini. Parini. Parini. Thank you. Um, yeah. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom wins here. I did not predict it or like it here. But I, I, like I wanted it? Emma. I, I wanted. I mean, I because okay. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't do a prediction list. I did. I did a liked list, and I right, thought Emma right. was fantastic. I thought Emma was peerless. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I really I, wanted Emma to win. Yeah, yeah. I I wanted Emma, but I did predict Ma Rainey. You did. You did. So Dom, Dom is now three for three, and Vito and I are both two for three. So go with Dom, guys. Go with Dom. Yeah. Dom's doing great. <laughs> um, <laughs> Next okay, up. I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up later. Don't worry. No, actually, I did want to talk about some. Like, I was not a huge fan of Mank. I know, Mike, you you are more so. Yeah. But the I did think the costuming was gorgeous, especially mm-hmm. like did you did you see that that thread on Twitter or maybe it went up on other social media platforms? But the one where they they showed you in color what everyone's costumes looked like, so that the maximum contrast could be achieved uh, in black and white mm, was gorgeous. No, I didn't. I gotta check yeah, that it, out. Yeah, it turns out that most of the the costumes were actually like in pastel colors, like kind of 
like bright and yet a little bit muted pastels to really bring out like varying shades in the black and the white. And I thought that was really cool. That's so cool. That's amazing. Yeah. It's like, it's like having to relearn, you know, an art that's completely gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that was really spectacular. So if, if man could want to, I would have, I would have been very happy with that. It was exceptional. T- total non sequitur here, but um, there's this, there's this book uh, by, um, oh my gosh, what's his name? The, the guy who, uh, Oliver Sacks, um, where he talks about this painter who goes completely colorblind, can only see in black and white. And he has to go through this whole process of relearning how to paint in black and white. And it's fantastic because, like, he he's choosing paints that you would never choose to put together. And so when you see them um, visually as, like, a, a, a normally sighted person, um, you, uh, you're like, that is wild and crazy and it's very cool. But for him, it's like these are sort of normal, sort of differing shades of of, of gray. Just, Whoa! I imagine that's got to be what um, what they went through on Mink to do that. That's that's just fascinating. It's something that's been like bumping around in my mind for a while. I should look up um, Trish Somerville's sort of process and trying to figure that out. Um, I'd be really interested in that. The costuming this year, I thought was was very good. These oh, yeah. are these are good nominees. Even if I haven't seen Mulan or Pinocchio myself, I've seen the promotional images from them and something that is very striking is the costuming so mm-hmm. cool to see that here um next up is best makeup and hairstyling ma rainey's black bottom wins again uh sergio lopez rivera mia neal and jamika wilson take it away also nominated is emma laura allen maurice langan and claudia stoys hillbilly elegy patricia dehaney aaron kruger mccash and matthew w mungle mank were colleen labaff kimberly spiteri and Gigi williams and pinocchio Dalia Coli, Mark Collier, and Francesco Pegaretti. Um, I had, I think we all had Mulroney for here. Yeah. Yep, we did. Cool. We did. Yeah. It, it, it wins. We know it, what we're talking about, guys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, I thought, I thought it was great. I mean, everyone is so sweaty, and oh everything gosh. looks so hot and mm-hmm. gross. <laughs> um, and, and faces are. So- so like they're so impactful. All of the faces in that movie are just like they're so uh, they're incredible. Um, they're incredibly well made up. Um, yeah. To, Don't to forget really... the teeth too. Oh, the teeth. Viola uh, Davis's gold teeth. Yes. Oh yes, God. please. So when, cool. when you do when you do the side by side comparison of Viola Davis and the actual Ma Rainey, like it's 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 striking. Yeah. You're like, wow, they 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 did it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. Yeah. The, Everything that's period specific is correct. Um, beautiful to see that win. Uh, really cool. I, again, yeah. Mank, Mank, I, I don't know. Like, it was so fuzzy. It was so fuzzy. I couldn't tell where the makeup was. <laughs> so when it's nominated here, you're like, oh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, that's fair. But also it is makeup and hair. And yeah. I, I can, right. like, I remember Amanda Seyfried's hair. I mean, it was curly. Looking, yeah. It was curly. like perfect and perfectly of the time. Yeah. But yeah, I, I also would not have given it to Mank, but. Yeah, I can see what's here. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Maybe maybe Robert Pattinson's hair was a little bit better in Tenet. Maybe that should have been here. Uh, maybe. Yeah, fantastic hair. <laughs> what are you talking about? Elizabeth Debicki's hair? It was great. Oh, yeah. This is going to be Vito being like, hey, Tenet should have been in every but category. Tenet, <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a Tenet version of Oscars. But Tenet, <laughs> though. Tenet wins. <laughs> uh, moving Tenet over wins to... Tenet wins live action short film. How? <laughs> we don't know. It went back in time or something. Well, Don't no, think about it's, too much. Just it, feel it's, it. no, it's just half the length that you think it is because most of it's backwards. <laughs> yeah. So it or qualifies. Like, oh, there yeah. we go. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> it works. Boom. There you go. 
Best Cinematography went to Mank, Eric Messerschmidt. Also nominated Judas and Black Messiah, Sean uh, Bobbitt. News of the World, Darius <laughs> Bulski. Nomadland, Joshua James Richards, and Trial of Chicago 7, Feeden, Papa Michael. Uh, yeah, Mank winning here, uh, I'm not thrilled about. I, I, I don't like that. I don't, we were all wrong here. We thought uh, Nomadland was going to win. I, I'm still shocked. I'm shocked that Nomadland didn't win. I don't think of, I, I, I mean, I, for me, I'm not sure like Mank is, I don't think it was badly shot, um, but I just thought Nomadland was beautiful. Just so gorgeous. I, I, I read I read an article that that interviewed. Uh, I might refer to this a few times, but I found it through the the next big picture pod uh, on Twitter, and they had talked to a couple of anonymous Academy voters in various different categories. And one of them, when asked about Joshua James Richards being here in the best cinematography category, he said, "Yeah, they shot everything at the magic hour. How the hell doesn't it look good? You know." Like almost as if like it's so lazy. Like they just shot it at the right time, so of course it looked good. But then you know. Eric Messerschmidt is doing something a lot more like brawny, you know, he's, he's shooting on digital and then they have to do color correcting for black and white. And then they have to add on this like extra layer to make it seem old and then match it with the sound. So it sounds old. Like, it's just like a lot of work to make something look like it had been made in 1945, you know? Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, that's okay. like, I see that. yeah, I, I haven't seen, still haven't seen Nomadland, but that seems like a sort of more subtle choice. Mm -hmm. And Mank is like, this is a cinematography movie. Yeah, it, it, it picks up its huge black and white camera and smacks mm -hmm. you in the face and yeah. said, you know, I have to do this because I fit you with a digital camera. It'd be much smaller. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's here. It's it's like rewarding the work. And I guess that's what it's for. But I, I would prefer to have seen something else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is beautiful. Like it is. It is beautiful. It's not not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Surprising. Yeah, I think this this was one of the surprises this evening. Um, have have any of you guys seen News of the World? Nope, I have not. I don't really have much much desire as well. I, I was just like, it, it's it's nominated in some of these categories that I'm like, I, I haven't seen it either. I was I was trying to fit one last movie in before before this, and I was like, you know what? Maybe I could do News of the World, and then it was like five ninety nine to rent it. I was like, ah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> 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 but it was just like it was very weird to me that it came out i, I don't know it's a weird it's a weird movie I, yeah i, I want to hear if it was any good yeah i mean we've all liked paul greengrass's films in the past and obviously tom hanks is tom hanks but yeah that one just like didn't really you know didn't really grab me and say watch you know i need to watch this movie especially because the the poster and also i just think i, I think that's a bad title it is bad. You know, if you look, if you Mank, like I actually think they messed up. I think Mank should have an exclamation point after it. Mm. Um, but <laughs> then Judas and the Black Messiah, like, wow, that like grabs you by the throat. Nomadland. What is this? Promising a, young woman. Exactly. Trial of the Chicago Seven. Who are they? Why are they on trial? And then news of the world. You're like, that <laughs> yeah, sounds yeah. like a TV program that my parents watch late at night that I left for. <laughs> Introducing news of the world. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it just doesn't sound exciting. And, and honestly, can I actually use this as a space here? Um, I love Tom Hanks. Everyone loves Tom Hanks. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's anti-patriotic to not like Tom Hanks, yeah. first of all. Agreed. But secondly, can we agree that maybe his last 10 years have not been his best 10 years? Uh, there may have been better 10 years of his... In his career? <laughs> ...series of 10 years. 
You could take I mean, many ten-year periods time. of his career. Is it, mm, career okay, yeah. not gonna lie, I maybe have just missed a lot of the ones from earlier, but I've liked a lot of what he's done in the last ten years. I liked Sully a lot. I liked Bridge of Spies a lot. I liked Saving Mr. Banks a lot. And you see, when you when you check these off, these are these are especially those are talking about um, Captain Phillips or talking about the oh, yeah, post. Um, these are all movies I was just really turned off by. I was just not oh, okay. really interested in seeing in seeing him do these things. But like, if you go back and you have stuff like you have stuff like Castaway, you have stuff yeah. like Apollo thirteen, you have stuff like Philadelphia, you have weird stuff like The Burbs or Joe versus the Volcano. Like he yeah, had, I, I missed most of those. Sleep in Seattle, or even You Got Mail. You know, Jesse, shout out to you out there, Jesse, and, and thinking about <laughs> You Got Mail. Um, I don't know; those things seem like classics. And what he's been doing recently, like, you know, applause for him mm. for trying new things. But I, I don't know what it is now. When I see him attached to a project, I'm like, oh. That movie? Okay. I guess you're in it. But anyway, you, you're saying they're good. I mean, I'll trust you, Don. I, I mean, I like them. I uh, I did miss a lot of those from the 90s and early 2000s. But When Hanks was Hanks. What do you think, Mike? Have, have you have you caught up? I, I mean, I, I actually, I haven't, I haven't really. Um, but I, I kind of feel like Tom Hanks, he's, he's kind of a feel-good actor. Like the movies that he puts out are feel-good movies. And it's kind of like Spielberg. And for myself right now, the stuff that they've put out are just not resonating. Um, it's not something that I'm like, oh, this is... And, and in this year of 2021, where everything... 2020 and, and the first few months of 2021, where things were pretty crazy, like seeing something like News of the World come out and stand next to Promising Young Woman and Judas and the Black Messiah, these movies that are about like some really, really, I don't know, hard stuff. Um, I think the premise is like he's... I don't even know what the premise is, but it, it's like the world. I don't know. It, I it think, just I think like kind it's, of this, it's a it's, it's really a western. Yeah, yeah it's it, it's a, it's a period piece western where I think he's delivering newspapers through the west. It's like the Postman with Kevin Cosner, but it's not post apocalyptic, you know. And that's <laughs> yeah. that's kind of where I'm having like a little bit of a hard time with it. Like I don't know, I don't know if I have space for a western at at the moment. Yeah, and and there's like a girl in it that he has to kind of say, which is kind of cool, but it seems like like they put this tagline in, in the, in the trailer that makes it seem like this very sort of like high level sort of like, Oh, the world's a beautiful, magical place and blah, blah, blah. And I, I don't know, like I'm saying all these things, I don't think the world isn't, but I thought that a movie like Minari did a much better job of showing that than, than maybe uh, what I'd see with the Tom Hanks news of the world. Movie. Well, if we ever, if we, any of us ever see it, we'll we'll make sure we check back in with you listeners and and tell you either how freaking right we got it or how wrong. And I'm sure that those who have watched News <laughs> yeah. of the World would like it's not like that at all. You guys are it's so wrong. wrong. Uh, got, yeah, please, I mean, I hope it's really wrong. Good. Yeah, tell, tell us, us if, if it's so good. This movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, we're, we're definitely prejudging it. We're prejudging it, so you know, pretty hard. Yeah, very hard. So sorry, sorry. Just, just, um, just not interested. Just not interested. Mm-hmm. Um. And we're going to see, again, in Best Production Design, which is next, Mank wins, uh, Donald Graham Burt, and set decoration by Jen Pascal. The Father is also nominated, Peter Francis, Catherine Featherstone, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh, Mark Ricker, Karen O'Hara, and Diana Stoughton. News of the World, uh, D- David Crank, and Elizabeth Keenan. Love that name, David Crank. David Crank. Mr. Also, Crank. Yeah, also he got a close-up. <laughs> he did. really fun. David Crank, bam, bam. <laughs> <laughs> and then Tenant Production Design, Nathan Crowley and Kathy Lucas. Uh, I think we all predicted Mank, did we? we all predi- yeah. yeah, we all said Mank. We're doing pretty nice. good here, guys. 
I'm okay with that. I just, I do want to say um, really good work though. I thought on the father, a movie that's very sparse and always inside, but these look like real places that these people would live in. And mm. I thought that's a, for this to be nominated in this category was really cool. Um, I thought that maybe something that maybe shouldn't have been here is maybe Tenet actually, and maybe Minari could have taken a spot here because I thought that all of the sets in Minari were, were just, they, they felt, they felt real. I felt like I was actually there. Whereas in Tenet, you know, it's a lot of very modernist um, shit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like Tenet a lot. Actually, the one I would have put here instead of, I don't know, any of these other ones was also Emma. Oh yeah. Kind of, yeah. Kind of oh. sad. That Emma was just, there. just, just for the screens alone, you know, oh, blocking, yeah. blocking Bill Nye <laughs> from the drafts. <laughs> yeah. Why wasn't Emma here, man? Yeah. I guess just not a love, not a love, a love for it. Maybe it just came out, you came know, out a little too early. Ago, yeah. Yeah. A very long time ago. And for those big movies or those movies that came out, it wasn't even a big one. And there were like first cow was a big one that came out around the same time. And there's another one too. There's just yeah. nothing for them at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing, uh, nothing so, for first cow. The first cow hive is quite angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but best sound is next and sound of metal wins, uh, yeah. very deservedly a hundred percent. It's in the title. It's in the name. <laughs> no way, it's in the name. <laughs> but this is, uh, Jamie Bakst, Nicholas Becker, Philip Blad, Carlos Cortez and Michelle. Wow. I don't know how to say that name. Kutolink. I'm going to, I butchered that. I'm very sorry to you, Michelle. Nice. And, uh, for those that can speak French, um, previous and future guest, Phil, uh, please let us know. Um, also nominated in Best Sound is Greyhound, Bo Borders, Michael Minkler, Warren Shaw, and David Wyman. Mank, Ren Kleiss, Drew Coonan, Jeremy Mullid, Nathan Nance, David Parker, News of the World, William Miller, John Pritchett, Mike Presswood-Smith, and Oliver Tarney, and Soul, Koya Elliott, Ren Kleiss, David Parker. Uh, I think it's, yeah, this is a different here, yeah. yeah. We all predicted it. We all wanted it. Down the middle. The, the beauty of the way that the sound dips and it really is experiential and puts you here yeah. is, is something very remarkable. The, the sound is almost another character yeah. Um, yeah, totally. in, in this movie. It's, it's almost in, one of the, one of the main characters. Yeah. yeah. Very, very different movie, of course, but similar vibe to a quiet place where it's yeah. just when there's like such a drastic shift, you can't help but like lean in and just, you know, you, you can't say anything. You can't move. You yeah. just have to be there and you have to, you have to pay attention. It's amazing. Of the two times I saw this, I watched once with subtitles. And the second time I realized I'd made a mistake and I watched it without subtitles. And it's a much more disorienting and frightening experience. Mm. Um, I usually watch all my movies with subtitles, but I would not recommend it for this one. If you can't hear something that's on purpose. Yeah. It is nice to, to watch it with headphones though. I feel like that no subtitles and headphones is a great. Yeah. Sink great you right it. into it. Mm. Yeah. Awesome. There. So we got best original song. This is also an upset of yeah, this evening. Yeah, kind of weird. Uh, I think everyone pretty much said, hear my, uh, sorry, not hear my, no, speak now from One Night in Miami uh, was going to take it. And then some people were saying Husevik was yeah, going to take it, there was which a, would have been hilarious. <laughs> there was a strong push for Husevik <laughs> for a long time from Eurovision Song Contest, the story of Fire Saga. Gosh, that's that's a long name. Um, but Fight For You wins from Judas and Black Messiah, music by DeMille and Her, lyrics by Her and Tiara Thomas. Also nominated Hear My Voice, Trials Chicago 7, music by Daniel Pemberton, lyrics by Celeste and Pemberton. Husevik from Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, music and lyrics by Ricard Garanson, Fat Max Goose, and Savan Koteka. And then IOC, 
or scene from the life ahead music by diane warren lyrics by laura pausini and warren and then speak now from one night miami music lyrics by sam ashworth and leslie odom jr yeah i i, I just like speak now but i i tend to think that this this part of the oscars is kind of dumb um most of these songs play over the credits mm-hmm. they don't have any actual narrative weight um i think Husavik is the only one that's actually in the movie yeah yeah I am a little sad for Diane Warren, who I think this is her 17th or 18th nomination. It, it, she's just around a lot. Hasn't never won. Has never yeah. won. <laughs> she's been nominated since the 80s. Yeah. She gets nominated like every other year. I think the Blank Check podcast makes a joke about how like in Best Original Song, they should just call it the Diane Warren. The Diane Warren. <laughs> uh, because she's like, she's she's the Meryl Streep of this category. Um. Fight for You is fine, I guess. I have no real feelings. I don't think I actually watched the end credits for Judas and Black Messiah, so I don't know if I've even heard it in its entirety. Any, any strong feelings? Did well, either of you really want Husevic? No, I, I really haven't paid attention to Best Original Song since Elliot Smith lost to Celine Dion. Um, when <laughs> My Heart Will Go On won in, what was that, 1997 or something? Yeah, the 1998 that? Oscars. Yeah, the 1998 Oscars. <laughs> like, oh, this is rigged. <laughs> wait, wait, did, he, did he lose for Miss Misery? Yeah, Miss Smith, he went out. Elliot Smith went out and played. He was wearing like this whole white suit. It's it's very weird. And that was very, for Goodwill Hunting, weird. right? Yes. Yeah. I, I I have to say I do I do love Elliot Smith and I do love those songs. But man, I don't. I think the wrong call is not to give "My Heart Will Go On" the award. I don't know. <laughs> go on. I don't know what you want. No, it's in no, the no. title. <laughs> that may be fair. However, I'm going to disagree with you wholeheartedly. I, I love the passion. Uh, Can't fair. fight you. Can't fight you. I don't want. I don't want to fight you. But then in uh, uh, Soul, the best original score, Soul wins. Ooh. This was not a surprise. No. Um, where where are we at with Soul? Did we all predict this one too, Mike? Uh, we did not all predict it. You guys did. I said to Five Bloods is going to win because I can't believe that this was the only thing to Five Bloods was nominated for. I can't believe Delroy Lindo did not get a best supporting actor nomination. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought with all of my heart that it had to win something mm-hmm. um, yeah. so i was wrong the world is a dark place after all um, <laughs> and soul one which you know i i actually i actually have not seen soul um but have you listened i to have any... heard it's a great great album or a great uh, great yeah. soundtrack it is i think i think yeah. this is this is very deserved this is a. Uh... I'll, I'll send you one track from it. Um, I think it's just called "Just Us." That I think is 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 beautiful. It's phenomenal. Um, yeah, I I think I preferred Manx's score a little bit more, but that's you know, <laughs> but Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross again. I'm yeah. happy that they won. And again, yeah, <laughs> good for them. Yeah, they're they're great. I just uh, we were discussing. I was like, it's kind of amazing that Nine Inch Nails is winning an Academy Award for a kids movie. <laughs> yeah, that's so great. Uh, uh yeah but uh it went up against the five bloods terence blanchard mank trent Reznor, atticus ross minari emil moseri and news of the world again james newton howard who i do like so maybe i might be like stoking myself on watching news of the world <laughs> as we go I know. through this it seems like it's got like all the right pieces or at least it's it's set up very beautifully yeah. mm-hmm. so clearly like they've got all these nods um but just like not on story or yeah yeah um, so for best animated short film, best live action short film, and best documentary short subject, uh, Michael, looking at our lists, did 
any of us predict anything for these three categories? None of us nominated a single thing um, at all. No, I was. I, I would have said if anything happens, I love you. I've seen that one in Burrow. That's it. Um, yeah, my wife also saw if anything happens, I love you, and she she said it was very very good, very touching. Yeah, it was kind of it, it was amazing. Like it's kind of funny when it shifted from um, like the sort of standard movie fair people to the animated, like the people who are doing the animated shorts and the regular shorts and documentaries, like things were different for them. Like they reacted to the cameras differently. Like the documentary people were all very serious. Yes. And the animated mm-hmm. people, like the, the short people were like, this is weird. Like, why am I here? <laughs> like, like that's Glenn Close. Like I'm very sitting very close to Glenn Close. What is going on? Um, but then, but then with this, like it was, it was just so like weird because I think it was Reese Witherspoon who was making the announcement and she had like some jokes written. Yeah. And this is not like, this is a serious movie and, and the people there were like, this is weird. I also think that she was a little bit out of sync with yeah. some, like, cause she dropped an ordinary people joke, which was weird. And I mean, <laughs> I, I got it, but I was also like, that's not, relevant or funny here i'm not really sure why you're doing this she was very confident and very poised but it was also i don't know why you're the one presenting this award yeah i don't know i don't know but um yeah if anything happens i love you check it out my wife really liked it and mike you also really liked it it sounds yeah it was was very beautiful it was it was it was very touching sad um, best documentary feature. I have to say, I did not see any of these. Uh, I just did not keep up with modern documentaries this past year. I guess I just had enough of real life in real life and I didn't need to see it on my TV screen when I went home to not see real life. So I did not seek these out. I do love a good documentary. So maybe I'll, I'll circle back around. I mean, they've made it very easy. My octopus teacher and is on Netflix and time is on, um, Amazon prime. So, Mm -hmm. but moving on, um, another round. Uh, directed by Thomas Vinterberg, wins for Best International Feature Film. It's also no- also nominated as Better Days by Derek Sang, Collective by Alexander Nanao, The Man Who Sold His Skin by Kauther Ben-Hania, and Kovadis Aida by Jasmila Zbanak. I think is how you say that. But uh, I didn't see any of these either, and I think, Mike, you're the only one that has. Um, the only one that I have seen is Another Round, although I'm fascinated by, I think, all of the other ones, um, and, and I'd really like to see them. Um, I mean, Thomas Vinterberg, he's a very well-known, uh, international director. Um, he's, did he, did he win? He went, he won something for, um, what was his first one? Uh, was that the hunt? Hunt. No, not the hunt. Um, celebration. Um, Oh, oh, Festin. Yes. Yes. I remember this. A friend of the pod, uh, Nick loves Festin. Um, Festin was selected as the Danish entry to best foreign language film at the 71st Academy Awards, but was not accepted as a nominee. Okay. But it did oh, win really? the jury okay. prize at Cannes. Okay. Well, it's a very he's he's a very very well respected, well known um, international director. Um, and another round, I turned it on. It was not at all what I expected. Um, I, I mean, I, I think that oh, gosh, it, it it was it's a celebration of life um, in a very unusual way, and uh, it, it's just the backstory to it sort of adds to that. Uh, his 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 acceptance speech was really beautiful. Yeah, um, he uh, he lost his his daughter um, beginning in this shoot here, and uh, was a you know ended up making the movie, 
um, as sort of a, a, a tribute to her. Um, and she had been, you know, she was an adult, I think. Uh, yeah, an adult. like a young adult. A, a young adult, and, and she had read it and was very supportive of it. And she was supposed and to be in just, it. Yeah, she was supposed, that's right, she was supposed to be in it. Um, and he he's just such a fantastic person, too. He seems like a very, very kind individual. So it's, it's just, it's wonderful to see, see him win Mads Mikkelsen is in it and he's always great. It, it's, it's a fun movie. I, I recommend it. It's weird. I, think, I don't really know what to fit. What, what I think, to you, think of it. you gave it either a, a mention or an honorable mention on your best of pod at the end of last year, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I did. You did. And nice. uh, that just shows um, my laziness that I haven't watched it in I've had, like four months. <laughs> uh, sorry, Mike. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, it's all it. good. It's all good. The amount of movies that I haven't seen that you've recommended to me is much longer than the, <laughs> like two movies that you haven't seen that I've recommended to you. That, that just makes it like more, <laughs> it just makes it worse though. You know, like I have I to watch these cause Mike is like, these are the important ones, Vito, please. You're holding out your hands to me. <laughs> I'm like, ah, when I get a chance, bro. But I, I do have to say Thomas Vinterberg was, was incredible. And uh, it was one of the most moving parts of the show. Yeah. Uh, him talking about doing this and him kind of almost breaking down talking about his daughter and talking about how supportive, uh, his collaborators were with him. Um, everyone from the financiers to the people that were actually on set. It was, it was a really good, it, that's the good Oscar moment. You know, that's why you want to watch the show is to get that kind of thing in real time. Yeah. Also just side note, we, uh, or Jillian, uh, described him as, or said he looked like Pedro Pascal and yeah. then we all agreed. Yeah. He's the Danish Pedro Pascal. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. He totally is. Yeah. yeah. But going on, uh, Soul wins for Best Animated Feature Film, uh, directed by, produced by Pete Docter and, and Dana Murray. Onward is also nominated Dan Scanlon and Corey Ray. Over the Moon, uh, Peplin Chow, Glenn Keane, and Jenny Rin. And then a Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon, <laughs> Will Becker, Paul Cooley, and Richard Fellin. And Wolfwalkers, Tom Moore, Stefan Rolance, Ross Stewart, and Paul Young. Um, of these, I have seen two and a half because I've seen most of Wolf Walkers and I fell asleep. Unfortunately, I tried to finish it in time for the ceremony and I, I just didn't have the time for it. It was really beautiful, really beautiful. Um, I guess, I guess compelling. I'd like to see how it ends. Uh, but yeah, it, it's one of the most unique looking movies, mm-hmm. but my, my money was, my heart was with onward, even though I knew that this was soul's category yeah. all along. Um, which I think puts us, Mike, you and Dominic voted for soul. No, I, vote, I voted for Onward as well. It's the only one ah, that I saw. I, I, yeah. I haven't seen Soul yet I, or, I, or Wolf, Wolf, Wolf. I predicted and and um, voted for Soul. Uh, I've only seen the, the two of these that are on Disney Plus, Soul and Onward, and I did prefer Soul. Yeah, because you, you, you don't have a Soul. You know, yeah, 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 I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> nice. if, if, any, if anyone wants to listen back again to our top five of 2020, you will hear me um, actively break down when talking about Soul. Uh, onward, not Soul. Yeah. I got really angry at, at Soul, which I deleted from the episode, but oh, I got nice. really mad at it. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I knew it was going to win because here. it was, yeah, yeah. I just, I just wanted Onward. I just want Onward. It's just, it's so beautiful to me. Um, uh, yeah, no, it's kind of weird. Picture has been doing a thing recently where it's it's like everything that they're doing is either a sequel or it's like this weird, like metaphysical, supernatural thing. So they had Inside Out, Coco, and Soul. Yep. And Onward is just a movie. Yeah. And it's kind of just like the movies that they used to make. And it really worked for you guys. It didn't really work for me. I, I didn't get much out of it. I got a lot out of Soul and I really enjoyed Soul. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, personal taste. Yeah. And, yeah, we all knew Soul was going to win. There's no, yeah. no question here. Yeah, and and 
the best thing I can say about Soul is that the music is is transformative. Mm-hmm. But coming up, best adapted screenplay: The Father Wins, Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller, based on the play by Zeller. Also nominated Borat subsequent movie film. Uh, Very nice. Is, yeah, screenplay by too many people. Not going to even try. Um, I think that's the most. What people was that adapted ever. from? It's from his character. Oh, that. Mm. It's, it's a se- It's a sequel. All sequels are adapted. Okay. Yeah. Got yeah. Uh, but also Nomadland, Chloe Zhao, based on the book by Jessica Bruder. We covered that. One at Miami, Kemp Powers, based on his play, and The White Tiger, Raymond Barani, based on the novel by Avarind Adiga. Uh, who had this one, Mike? Um, it, you. Yay! You, you had this one. Me and Dom were both wrong. Yep. Yeah, we both went for Nomadland. Yeah. Very happy. Very happy for this. I thought I thought this screen. I will was... say those predictions were made before I saw The Father. That's true. You could have revised so, and chose not so to. I, yeah, yeah. I might have revised if I thought about it, but I didn't. So, man, I'm uh, I'm I'm losing here, guys. I'm really losing. We'll see if it picks up here with our next category. Oh, before I go on though, um, anyone else kind of surprised that Borat is here in <laughs> screenplay? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of annoyed that it wasn't uh, Ma Rainey. I was yeah, really hoping my right because that's a very man, good adaptation. Yeah. It's very tight, very strong. Is um, it because it's just basically the same thing? Well, I've okay, I I don't know the play at all, but I've heard that it's the play is very long. Oh, and really? the movie is about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. So clearly yeah. there was a lot of trimming going on, a lot of adapting. But the, um, but there are two plays here, you know, already. There are already two plays. Um, which kind of makes you go like, well, what was so wrong with August Wilson's work? Yeah. But then when, you know, Florian Zeller adapts his own play. Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it seems odd. Yeah. And, and Fences also was nominated in this category. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think my Rainey might be a little bit better. I think the writing is a little bit better. So maybe it's kind of weird. Maybe I haven't, I haven't compared those on my mind recently. Mm. I'll have to check back with you. Um, but no, my land, it was a very good script. Um, especially challenging considering that that book is nothing really like that movie. <laughs> uh, one, it, it's from the point of view of Jessica Bruder, who is a very different person than Fern, who is the character that was invented for that. And yeah, I think a lot of work went into that. But I wonder how much of that was Chloe Zhao and how much of that was done with Francis McDormand when they're actually, you know, making the thing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, you could say the similar thing for Borat. Obviously, they had to have yeah. written out a lot of stuff, but they also had to have been very flexible on the day and have no idea what they're getting into. I mean, day. I don't know how you could plan out the Giuliani bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. or or the or the abortion doctor bit. Like, yeah. I don't know how you write that. Uh, I think that's just more of a reactive thing. Yeah. Um, but best original screenplay. This one is actually kind of funny. Uh, Dominic and I when were watching it. I did not realize that YouTube TV is a separate app from YouTube. So when I was on the Oscars yes. thing on the YouTube app, it was not on the YouTube TV app on my television. So we missed the awarding of Promising Young Woman and Emerald Fennell's speech. Mike, you saw it. What was it like? Oh, it was um, it, it was good. It was great. I don't know. Um, gosh, it feels like forever ago. I don't really remember it. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it was it was cool. I mean, she. I didn't realize this because I I didn't do any like background research. She was she was seven months pregnant when she directed this. Yeah, and they filmed it in like two months. And then the twenty three days, twenty three days wild. shoot. <laughs> That's crazy. That they did that movie in that short of a time. Um, yeah, that must yeah. have just been like a, a total rush. What's I think that? Rip, 
was filmed in 21 days. Yeah, like that, that sounds right. Just so, yeah, when just, when the screenplay is so tight and you just you just have to do the scenes, like that must be so it must be so easy. Like once you've done all the work on the screenplay, you know yeah. that this thing is, you know, ironclad and the shoot will just follow naturally. Like you've done so much work on these characters. Mm. Um, yeah. Very happy to see that here. Where, where are we at on the scoreboard with this one, Mike? Let's see. Dom and I both got it right. And uh, Vito, you got it wrong. You, Indeed. it's wild. It's kind of wild because this is, this is your movie, man. Like this is, this is the one that you were, you were rooting for. And you said Sound of Metal instead was going to win, um, win, uh, win original screenplay, which to be fair, that was my number two pick. But yeah. But yeah. Yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these were split between Promising Young Woman and Sound of Metal yeah. for me. Uh, I should also say other also nominated is Judas and Black Messiah, screenplay by Will Burson and Shaka King, story by Burson, King, Keith Lucas, and Kenny Lucas, the Lucas brothers. Um, Minari, Lee Isaac Chung, Sound of Metal, screenplay by Abraham Martyr and Darius Martyr, story, story by Derek Kean France and Darius Martyr, and Trial of Chicago 7, Aaron Sorkin. I would have been happy with Judas Minari or Sound of Metal having one as well. Mm -hmm. um, Trial of Chicago Seven, not not for me. No, thank you. Um, oh. You can listen back to our episode back in October when that came out <laughs> to hear our issues. <laughs> I feel like the longer we get from it, too, like the lower it falls in our estimation. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think it, like I think in like three years, I'll watch it and be like, "This isn't as bad as I have been saying it is." <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's this is actually an okay movie. Like, why did I hate it so much? I don't know why. <laughs> But then you look back in the history and you're like, oh, no, no, I remember. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But no, very happy for Emerald Fennell. This is yeah. good for them. Good for her. Yeah, this is this is a I victory. Guess, is, is this the only one that, that they win? I think so, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad that they got this for sure. Yeah, this the, the, the idea is really beautiful. Very well executed. It's just up against some heavy hitters, you know, um, but this this movie has my heart. Uh, this is my favorite. This is my favorite movie that I, so we recorded our, our 2020 draft um, in June, sorry, January. And at that point, Promising a Woman had only come out in theaters on Christmas. And in California, where I'm recording from, there was no actual way for me to go see this movie um, until the new year when it came on to streaming. So it was not eligible because I hadn't been able to see it. If I had though, I, I've seen this movie four times now. I love this movie. I love Promising Young Woman so, so much. And I look forward to a life that I can continue loving this movie. <laughs> I just watched it last night. Like, I love this movie so much. Amazing. Um, but yeah, it's here. Best Supporting Actress, Yu, Yu Jung. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yu Yu Jung. Um, yeah. She made a joke about how everyone says her name wrong. Yes. I know. And, but and she she like had she... such a subtle way of pronouncing it. And I'm, tr I'm trying our best here. Trying our best here. But she wins in Minari as the grandmother, uh, Sunya. Uh, also nominated is Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman as the father, Amanda Seyfried in Mank, and Maria Bacalava. Bacalava, as was pointed out to me, is how you actually say her name. Mm -hmm. um, this, this, this is. I think we all picked her, right? Yeah. Uh, we yes, we all all picked the Minari um, Yun, Yun Yujung. Sorry, um, as the best supporting actress, she was amazing, man. She was so great, so like. I okay. I had when I picked that. I, again, I hadn't seen The Father, so seeing Olivia Coleman um, in The Father, I was like, "Oh man, like that might be she might have her beat." But I kind of feel like Olivia Coleman was was sort of like snubbed here. I kind of feel like that was the best actress. Um, That's nomination. yeah. No, I agree. I I 
I don't know. I she was my favorite of yeah. the ones I've seen here. Yeah. I, I don't I'm, I don't I don't think so. I think supporting actress is exactly where she is because she shares that role with Olivia Williams, mm. uh, who is also very, very good playing it differently. They're also good. Yeah. yeah. And I think that by splitting up its actors and actresses and playing the same role, I think that automatically puts everyone in supporting. Mm. Um and even further still, I think that what Yoon Yu Jung does here is is just it's just it's just better. It's just better. It, she's more she's natural. Amazing. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love Olivia Coleman in The Father, but she had her time with the favorite, and I think mm. that the favorite is a much she has much much more to do there. Mm. And in this one, she takes abuse very quietly. So and, and does it very well. Yeah, yeah. Sad for Glenn Close, right? It yeah. is, yeah, because she hasn't won any, right? She's never won a, an Oscar. Yeah. That's like eight for her, I think. Yep. Yeah. And she yes, and she, she tied she, Peter she knows, O'Toole, which is eight. Eight is the most that, that anyone has done. Yes, yeah, she did. She knew how to do the. She, she knew, knew how to do the butt. The butt. Yeah. Yep. She knew how oh to do the butt. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole thing was so weird. Like I really, I like, really okay, liked it. Okay, now we're doing. <laughs> I like that they did a game. I so so for listeners, if you didn't watch it, uh, uh, Questlove brings on Lil Ray uh, Howry to come over, and he's got on a beautiful purple tux, and he's got a mic, and he says, "We're gonna play a game." Okay. I'm going to play a song and I'm going to go to a random person and I'm going to say, did this song win an Oscar? Was it nominated for an Oscar or none of the above? Right. And he goes to Andre Day for the first song and she, she throws really hard shade at the Academy and says, no, I, I guarantee you this was not nominated. And he's like, you're right. Okay. Right. Uh, <laughs> this is a good song. So it wasn't nominated. It was right after they, they announced the best song, yeah. which is just which, like, uh, I mean, she did. She wrote a song for her movie, mm-hmm. and it wasn't nominated. Mm-hmm. So right. that could be part of it, but also. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then they went to uh, Daniel Kaluuya, <laughs> who he and Lil Ray Howery were in uh, Get Out together, and they got to joke about that for a little while. And also, Daniel Kaluuya is just like the coolest dude in the planet. <laughs> He's just yeah. so friggin' cool. They play another song. Uh, he does not get it. He guesses Oscar nominated, but it actually wins. Uh, and then sitting at his table is Glenn Close. I don't know why he and Glenn Close are sitting there. Or also, if someone can tell me who Daniel Kaluuya's buddy was with the glasses. Yes, please. He wore the glasses the whole time. I had no idea who that man was. But he he was, he was and Daniel Kaluuya were like, we are the coolest people here. And I was like, that's that's absolutely fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys are. Um, they get to sit with Glenn Close, which is fantastic. But she says he's too young to know the song. And then Lil Ray Howard goes over to her. They play a song. She gets everything about it right. She gets the movie it was in. She gets who did the movie, Spike Lee, in School Days. She gets the collaborator. She gets certain lines of the song. And then when Lil Ray Howard asks her to do the dance from the song, she gets up and does the dance. And it's Dabat. Dabat. Just to be clear. Dabat. I don't know. Wild. It was wild. a great moment. <laughs> it was a wild moment. But I wouldn't expect anything else from, from Glenn Close. I mean, she can do everything. Yeah, and I think maybe she, she, she probably knew. Get, she should get the best uh, best actress nomination from from the twenty twenty Oscar broadcast Oscars broadcast. Yeah, yeah, that's what just just from that alone next year. Like there we that's go. what a primetime Emmy is for. So we'll see if she gets it. <laughs> best, best, uh, dance performance. Yes, for Bill, doing Bill invented Glenn close, the, the Glen the Glenda butt close. Do you have to say Amanda Seyfried as Mank? She was fantastic. She was. She was really good. And Maria, Maria was the heart of Borat's subsequent movie film. Um, strange she's here. But anyway, supporting actor, 
Daniel Kaluuya wins, as everyone knew, for mm-hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Fantastic. Electrifying. The best part of that movie. Um, and in a lot of people's opinion, uh, friend of the show, Sirs especially, should have been in more. Mm. And I, I think I agree with him. Um, but also nominated, we got Sasha Baron Cohen, Trial of Chicago 7, Leslie Odom Jr., One Night in Miami, Paul Racy, Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield, also Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, yeah, this is the right This is the right call, right? Yeah, it's Kaluuya. I think so. I think it would be between him and Paul Racy. But but I think Daniel Kaluuya is the right call. Yeah, and I, I just, I love him. When they showed the clip from his movie and him giving the speech, you're like, yeah, yep, there it is. I, I am on fire just watching this little clip. <laughs> I, I got He gave everything. He gave everything. Like, he was, yeah, it was really, it, he was very good. Very, very good. And we got all that one too, right, Mike? We did. Yeah. We did. We're doing pretty well. All right. Here's Move. where it gets uh, exciting. Yeah, and because this is actually where we're going to deviate from the Academy Awards. So these Academy Awards ended with Best Actor and Best Actress. But we're, next category is Actress, where Frances McDormand wins for Nomadland. Viola Davis is nominated for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andre Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. And Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Uh, this is, the yeah, Nomad Nomadland is not Nomadland without Fern. Um, in a similar way where Promising Young Woman is not that without Cassie and Pieces of a Woman is not that without Martha Weiss. Like all of these define the movie. Mm-hmm. And it, this was the one where it's like, it, it's a tough call. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, there was there there was no front runner whatsoever because yeah. Carrie Mulligan won the Critics' Choice, mm-hmm. Andrew Day won the Golden Globe, Viola Davis won the SAG, and Frances McDormand won the BAFTA. Yeah. So they were all the front runners except Vanessa Kirby and no one really knew what was what was going on. Yeah. But Mike and Dominic, you guys had Francis McDormand? Uh, no, we had, no, Carrie Mulligan. We, had all, Carrie. we all had Carrie Mulligan. We all had Carrie Mulligan. I was thinking, I was like, huh, why? Um, but I was thinking, so I, I, I was certain promising young woman was going to get something. It was going to get either, um, either screenplay or actress. And I, I thought Carrie Mulligan was going to get, get actress over Frances McDormand. I really hope, I really hope she would have. Cause like Frances McDormand just yeah. got it. She just got it yeah. for Regal Boards. Like mm-hmm. it was not that yeah. long ago. Yeah. That's such a scorching performance. And then in Fargo, um, which is a stay tuned. Uh, yeah. She gives such a, a beautiful, sweet performance there. And I'm not saying she's, she's bad. She's obviously not. She makes this movie Nomadland watchable in a lot of ways, but Carrie Mulligan just, I didn't know she could do that. And I knew Frances McDormand could do this. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I wish I could go back and, and give it to Carrie Mulligan because she she had the huge dress. She she was she came out for this. And Frances McDormand just goes up and is like, well, y'all know I like to work. So thanks. <laughs> and just like she leaves seems the stage. Like, she seems like she's been having some Casamigos tonight, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, she she was <laughs> But how cool was it that they were there with freaking Swanky and uh, Linda May? Like, yeah. that was awesome. That was awesome yeah. that they were there. I, I really like that, that they got the whole Nomadland crew, plus Joel Cohen. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But what's his name wasn't there? Um, the the guy. The guy who's an actor that everyone's like, oh, wait, he's in it when you're watching it. Oh, David Strathairn. Yeah. David Strathairn. He was yeah. not there. He was not there. But, I mean, he'll come back. He gets nominated a good amount. Yeah. Um. But no, this is, I, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. It, I love Francis McDormand. Yeah. I wish it had been Carrie Mulligan, but um, yeah, this is fine. Best actor, 
Anthony Hopkins for the father. Wow. This was a big one. Yeah. Sir Anthony Hopkins. Sir, Sir Anthony, Anthony Hopkins. Hopkins. Please. He, he goes by Tony. <laughs> he goes. He does go know. by Tony. He does go by yeah. Tony. I, I have been personally asked by Anthony Hopkins several times to call him Tony. He is around a lot in a town very close to me. Uh, I've met him several times and spoken with him a couple of times as well. Uh, absolutely charming human being. I love that he wasn't here. I love that he was not around <laughs> for this award because he clearly <laughs> doesn't care. <laughs> he, he also got the bash and he was busy painting. <laughs> <laughs> busy painting? <laughs> you know, paint has to dry sometimes. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to go to, he gave a, a small uh, talk um, near nearby where I live oh, a few years ago. I was fortunate enough to, to be there for that. He is, he is just like, the, one of the kindest souls that that you've ever sort of experienced and just like a normal like i don't know you don't think of actors like oh he's a normal person and you hear the stories about people who have like massive heads or whatever but he was just so so kind of it was kind of amazing when um like so it was more of a q a than him giving a talk he was like i don't really have anything to say like ask me questions um and someone asked him like uh uh, uh what how like tell us about like the your method like when you when you're acting and like when you're, you're doing like what do you do to prepare and she's like well i don't know you just kind of go there you read the lines then you go home <laughs> what? <laughs> you are one of the most celebrated actors ever like what <laughs> yeah it's 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 amazing it's so cool like someone someone who is just that he is He's Anthony Hopkins. Like this is who he is to his core. Um, it's amazing to see that a true, uh, true artist. I, I, I personally am very happy to see him win here. Yeah. Um, other nominees are Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Gary Oldman for Mank, Stephen Yun for Minari, and uh, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Um, I say I'm very happy to see Anthony Hopkins win here because there's there's two narratives at play. There's Chadwick Boseman, who is a very gifted artist who is taking taken right before I would say his prime. Mm. Um, he's very close to it, very close to that mountain. But and he's gone, so he'll never get an award. He'll never get this award, even though he for sure would have if he had been able to continue working instead of um, dying mm. from cancer. Yeah. So there is that sadness there. There's another sadness, though, that this is only Anthony Hopkins' second win. The first, the first one was for the Hannibal the Cannibal uh, in Silence of the Lambs way back in the early 90s. And that is not really indicative of Anthony Hopkins' work. It's actually like a weird outlier. <laughs> He's yeah. such a professional, Shakespearean, classically trained actor. And this is work that is up to his caliber. And I, on the other competing narrative being that this is might be the last time that we're going to see him. And... I would like it to not just remember Anthony Hopkins for the Clarice. Like I, I don't, I don't want that. I don't and, want that. And part. then that, and then also being in Thor and Transformers. Exactly. Which yeah. <clears throat> probably uh, some monetary decisions going on there. Absolutely, absolutely. Just him just wanting <laughs> um, to have fun. Yeah. And that's the thing too. He's just like a working actor. He he he's a very good actor, but he's also up for anything. Yeah. He's open. Yeah, and um, I think you you two had Chadwick for here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we did. I thought because because of the the fact because of what you said, you know, this is this is his last opportunity, and he has an incredible performance here, um, in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. I thought he was going to win, but 
Yeah, this is one of the actually one of the only categories that I've seen all the nominees, and I I think I like Chadwick Boseman's performance a little bit more, but I'm super glad that it was Anthony Hopkins. Um, he was just so so good. Yeah, I have to say, if Gary Oldman won, I would have just turned off the television. Yeah, would not be interested in, mm-hmm. in a world where that was the case. Um, not that he did a bad job, but I mean, come on, come on. <laughs> uh, moving over to best director, Chloe Zhao wins for Nomadland. Nominated also is Thomas Vinterberg for another round, David Fincher, Bank, Lee Isaac Chung, Minari, and Emerald Fennell, Promising Young Woman. We all predicted this, and mm-hmm. it is just yeah. and meat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude, I, I would agree, but I haven't seen Nomadland, so I'll just say, yeah, probably. <laughs> Did you guys get like tingles with her uh, with her acceptance speech? I think it was here. Maybe it was, yeah, it was here, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, when she talked about like being in her acceptance speech, she talked about um, when she was a kid, mm-hmm. and uh, um, she would play a game with like her father, was it, or yeah. or with her friend, <clears throat> her father, and they they had memorized like these long. Um, poems or whatever and they say them back to each other and they try to finish each other's sentences sentences and... <laughs> <Nice. laughs> fries no um, <laughs> uh but the one that stuck with her was the one that was something like um but what like all humans are are good from good birth inherently yeah, yeah are inherently basically. good from birth yeah and like, I don't know, man, she comes up in, in, she just, look, she has this simplicity about her. She, she's got pigtails, you know, she doesn't dress up in, in a way that's like flashy. Right. No. Um, and you know, she's come from China. Like it, it seems like she's probably seen a lot of, of struggle, um, in her life from a lot of different places. And, and I don't know, it just, it was just a very, very powerful, short, um, statement and then you know combined with the movie itself which yeah she fantastic seems like very humble and honest and warm and loving person and so that's awesome and also she has a marvel job very soon that's very exciting what is this movie gonna look like man i I don't know know. i don't i don't know if it's ever happened before that someone wins best director and best picture and their next project is a marvel film (laughs) i don't think it's ever happened (laughs) Um, I loved, I love Frances McDormand getting up because, uh, for our next category in best picture, I loved her getting to the mic for one moment just to honor their, their past collaborator, uh, Wolf Snyder. Mm. Um, that, that was, that was a really cool bit. Yeah. I, I had not been expecting that level of energy from her where she just gets up and howls <laughs> and then all the other <laughs> cast and crew also howls and you're like, wow. Uh, okay. <laughs> Wait, I was so confused. Tell, can, can you, I, I'm missing something here. Yeah. They're, they're they sound mix, their sound mixer. Their sound mixer. Oh. Yeah. He that was guy. found, he was found dead. I think there's a strong yeah. presumption of suicide um, from depression, mm-hmm. uh, but they, they were just very connected to him and they had like some interview that they slotted in with him a little bit earlier where he talked about how Chloe Zhao wouldn't even wear uh, headphones to monitor the sound because she just trusted that he would get it. Um, wow. And he, okay. he seemed just like a young guy, kind of kind of crazy looking, yeah. but he seemed really passionate about his craft and they had some interviews with his parents. Uh, yeah, they were, they were pretty heartbreaking. So it was really beautiful that as the cast of Nomadland is there, you know, together that they would, sort of publicly mourn mm-hmm. um, for their yeah. fallen comrade. Yeah. 
I, I think uh, uh, we were putting the kids to bed as all this was going on because they did this I right in the, at the very end. Um, so I missed a, a few things there. I have to go back and check out because yeah, yeah. It was it was just a really touching mm-hmm. a touching beat. Um, yeah. For just just to make sure we don't skate over the other the other nominees for best director. Um, they're all these are all very capably directed movies, very competently done. Um, but yeah, I think I think this one in the same way that it felt like. Chadwick Boseman had best actor locked down for a long time. I think we felt for a long time that Chloe Zhao had this, had this yeah. in the bag. And mm-hmm. this was just a confirmation similarly with best picture. Um, Nomadland wins produced by Molly Asher, Dan Jarvie, Francis McDormand, Peter Spears, and Chloe Zhao. The father, Philip Carcassonne, Jean-Louis Livy, and David Parfit, Judas and Black Messiah, Ryan Coogler, Charles D. King, and Shaka King. Mank, Sean Shafin, Eric Roth, and Douglas Urbanski. Minari, Christina O. Oh, Promising Young Woman, Ben Browning, Emerald Fennell, Ashley Fox, and Joey Mac- Josie McNamara. Sound of Metal, uh, Bert Hamelink, and Sasha Ben Harosh, and Trial of Chicago 7, Stuart M. Besser, and Mark Platt. This felt good. This felt good. I, I would have preferred uh, Promising Young Woman or Sound of Metal, but mm-hmm. this this feels like a good a good bit. Yeah, I, I think... I think it is. I, I actually think it was like of all the movies that, that I, and it's been rare that I've seen all of the movies for, for a year, but um, okay. nice. this felt like the, the best one of them all, even though it's it felt kind the of like, most I'm, deserving. yeah, I'm a little bummed out about Minari though. Like I saw that just fairly recently and uh, that's my favorite of these movies. That's the one that resonated. I think the deepest with me. Um, and it was just, it was just beautiful. It was, um, it was, it was a story of resiliency. Um, and, uh, I, I, I thought it was very well done. And then like, I wish there was, there was another way that it could have also won best, it won best picture in my heart, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> nice. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And if, if any, I think if, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, if six of these movies had won best picture, I would have been quite okay. Yeah. You know, to a greater or lesser degree if, yeah. And so this one winning, I, I'm proud to be able to look back and be like, yep, that's the one. Mm-hmm. So. Hey, two years in a row. That's pretty good. Yeah. 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 Let's not talk about the years prior. No. <laughs> <laughs> so Mike, if have you been keeping tabs on who has won what, yeah, let's see. Um, so, so I do, I do want to say, so we did nominate different numbers of things. So maybe we can do like grand totals of like who won what out of their predictions. And then since I think I voted for the fewest, we can scale it down and see out of this number, how many we got right. I don't we know. We can just do a simple percentage. Wait, yeah, we I have a calculator right here. Oh, he's got a calculator. I mean, I have my numbers, so we can start out with that. Yeah, what's what's yours? I predicted 19 categories, and I got 14 of them right. So that is 74%. 74%. Very nice. Not bad. Dominic, 74%. That's like a solid C. It is. It is. And out of of 16, I got 10. Was that it? No, out of, wait, out of 17. You predicted 17. Oh, okay. Ooh. That's worse. And you you got five wrong. So I'll, I'll, wait, 12? I got tw- so twelve out of seventeen. Yeah, seventy-one. Oh, yeah. Seventy-one yeah. percent. And you? I got 
seven wrong out of 18. So that's so 11 out 61%. of 81%. 61. So there Dominic wins. Hey, Dominic wins. Nice. Yeah. Congratulations. You get the, um, the uh, respect of your peers. I don't know. I've got nothing for you, man. Sorry. We have, we have <laughs> goodest percentage award. I mean, I, I already won <laughs> the, I already won the baby daddy award. Oh, that's so right. I'm, I'm that's right. Right. Resting on that. Well, this, this was fun guys. This is, this is yeah. a good thing. Yeah. I'm excited to do it again at like a normal time next year. In like right? ten nine months. or 10 months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Who knows what will happen by then? Is the Eternals coming out before then? I really yes. like, yeah. I'm November. I, think. I, I need to see that movie. Like what is, how is she going to make a Marvel movie? Yeah. What is, is it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, it's got Angelina Jolie and 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 Kamel Nanjiani and and I I don't know what we're doing with this, but yeah. So this time, well, a little bit earlier than like February of next year, we'll be coming to talk to you about how I don't know the Eternals is sweeping the Academy Awards for the first time, and West Side Story has been completely snubbed. <laughs> <laughs> Mortal Kombat wins for best score. Yeah. Like you don't even know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Godzilla won best actor. What? What? <laughs> it was a tight race between him and Kong. They're gonna yeah. put and they're gonna put just like happened this year with Judas and Black Messiah. They're gonna put both of them in supporting actors. Supporting. They both supported they just, they're they're both supporting, yeah. But Kyle Chandler's lead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Um, but uh yeah, so just letting everyone know kind of what's up. We're we interrupted to do this. Um because it, the Academy Awards matter. To us and uh, to us, yeah, yeah, they do, and we think that they're a good sort of litmus test for culture and where we're all at and how we talk about movies, mm -hmm. and that's why we mention them in most of our episodes. Um, so we have just finished our uh, Misfits and Outcast uh, series with Cool Hand Luke last week, and we will be coming at you with, uh, with some new surprises coming up soon. I think we'll be covering yeah. a, a big franchise soon, maybe doing a holiday episode at some mm -hmm. point. Um, so stay tuned for all of that. And as always, all come to sorts our website. Of energy. There's going to be all sorts of energy coming up at you from these dads. Yeah, probably. we're going to have some pirate energy at some point. <laughs> well, some, pi some pirate energy. Some pirate energy. Yeah. Washbuckling yeah. energy? Buccaneering? Some you buccaneer. <laughs> I, I, I have a letter of Mark for you. Um, Ooh, that sounds nice. It, yeah, yeah. Something like uh, 1,600 of them went out to uh, approve of um, English ships looting Spanish galleons. So that was fun. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Random history fact for you. But uh, come check us out on all of our socials. We drop them at the bottom of our episode all the time. Email us at notyourfathersmovies at gmail.com. Go to our website at nyfmmovies.com. And uh, as always, I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Dominic. Thank you so much for joining us. Good night.